You're listening to iOS Dev Break. 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break Episode 9. It was a very googly experience. And uh, in this episode, yeah, we're going to be talking about posting apps to the Google Play Store, huh? And also, we will be chatting about a uh, nifty new Swift 4 feature that was uh, dug up or presented by uh, Paul Hudson. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. And then also a little bit about AirPods and uh, hardware user experience. And uh, so that's, that is what the show is going to be about this week. First of all, let me say it is awesome to be back. It's been probably close to two months, I think, since I've uh, recorded an episode. So that is both uh, very sad, but also exciting to be back, especially since next week is WWDC. And everyone is no doubt making their plans to be there in San Jose for that awesome experience. And uh, so I, I hope everyone has an awesome time there. I won't be present, as far as I know. I, I definitely won't be there for WWDC. Uh, I did submit a couple talks to AltConf, but it was uh, neither of those were accepted this year. So, so I won't be talking at AltConf, which I'm also very sad about, uh, nor any of the other conferences that are going on. So, um, but that's okay. Um, actually, because of certain health issues that I've been dealing with uh, over the last couple months, uh, it's maybe it's best. In fact, in there was a little a little bit of me that was sort of thinking, please don't pick me this time. So um, it actually worked out well that way. So thankfully, um, I guess I, I won't worry about it too much. I'll be submitting some talks to some other upcoming conferences, and hopefully those will get uh, get chosen. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, all in all, I'm uh, feeling much better, and uh, now I'm just dealing with some allergies, so eh, that's about it. But anyway, thank you. There were some folks who did wish me well on Twitter, and I really appreciate that, so thank you very much for those well wishes. It uh, really actually uh, was very nice to receive those, and uh, so I hope uh, everyone else is doing well, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about this week was an experience that I had uh, actually, um, not necessarily doing iOS work, but actually releasing to the Android store. Um, I think I've mentioned that I've been doing React Native uh, for a few months now, and uh, that's basically what I've been doing 100% lately, um, or maybe 99%. I'm actually, I have a side project that I'm working on that is uh, Swift, and uh, so that is that is also moving along, and... Um, so I'm actually I'm ramping that particular project up too, uh, all at the same time as getting the podcast back up online and a number of things. So um, so I'm looking forward to that, especially looking forward to what, what comes out of WWDC next week, Swift 4. There's some awesome things that uh, I will mention later. Um, and yeah, so um, with regard to the Android experience... Um, like I said, I've been working on a React Native application for a um, for a client, 
And uh, in the most part, you know, I do most of my testing out on iOS, but every once in a while I have to make sure everything works well on Android. And um, this is one of the things where I, I think React Native really shines is the fact that you can build uh, cross-platform applications that uh, are very performant on both uh, both platforms. And uh, for the kind of work that I'm doing right now, it is absolutely, you know, it's perfect for it. Um, and it works very, very well. Um, the only sticky points are when you actually have to dive down into the Android uh, like settings uh, for the project, for the build, and that kind of thing. So uh, those are those are things that I think you just get used to doing uh, after a while. And um, so it's not something I look forward to doing, but it's it is what it is. And uh, the great news is that we were able to launch the app uh, both to the iOS store and to the uh, to the Android uh, Google Play store. And uh, so, so that's kind of exciting. And um, it's mostly, it requires a backend, so it's not anything anyone necessarily would be uh, um, interested in, except for the, the folks who are already using the service, but uh, that, our, that our client provides. But um, anyway, the, what I wanted to talk about was the experience. And uh, I must say that getting the app into the, the App Store, into Google Play, using the Google Play console it was a very googly experience and that's kind of what i ex expected and um it was it felt similar to getting an app um published to the apple app store very similar kinds of uh things that they ask about uh, as far as you know uh, checking off the boxes as to uh what your your app contains and so forth um, but what I thought was funny was that they have a lot of very uh, sort of Google-esque um, images and uh, sort of, um, you know, the interface definitely feels like a Google app uh, from all from its artwork to its interface to the, the way that it words things. And so I thought that was kind of interesting that uh, it, it definitely has that uh, Google platform feel. Whereas Apple and the app and, and iTunes Connect also has its very Apple feeling um, when you're in there, and it uses very minimal layouts. It uses very clean fonts, whereas everything in the uh, the Google Play console feels a little bit more unwieldy. There's definitely a lot more uh, sections to to deal with. It tends to be a lot more heavy-handed. And it definitely also, in all that way, it feels very Google. So I thought that was very interesting. And it uh, shows that the platform makes a difference and it, it, that the, the platform does is all pervasive, even for these tools for, for publishing to the, the, the platform uh, of your choice. And so uh, needless to say, I mean, I, we all know the, uh, the sort of failings and frustrations that we have are on iTunes Connect, but to me, iTunes Connect still has a much better and cleaner experience, and it's much more, uh, it's much easier to work with than the Google Play Store. But um, anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Maybe you were interested in that, maybe you're not as an iOS developer. 
I'm sort of tending to think that it's good to kind of learn about some of these things just so you can at least have a conversation about it, perhaps with other Android developers uh, and uh, knowing what questions to ask of them. So anyway, it, it actually went very, very quickly to launch the app. I think we were able to get it uh, published in, in a day. And the publishing process, of course, that to me is the best part of this. It's basically uh, immediate publishing. Um, they do some kind of review process, but I imagine it's automated. And uh, in our case, it was just almost instantaneous. It seemed like I walked away and came back and it had already been published. So, so that was all good news. And, uh, uh the, uh, the iOS app, it's, uh, uh, sort of partner app in the iOS, uh, app store is still pending review, of course, and it probably won't be released until, uh, tomorrow or the next day. It, I think as of today, it's been hovering around one or two days worth of time for uh, release on the iOS app, uh, app store. So hopefully that'll be up soon, and I will be very glad to get that application up. It is still very much in a process of development, but uh, at least it's to the point where we can get it out to some of our users. So, so that's all That's all good. It was very much of a, an, a, an accomplishment for us. Okay, another thing I wanted to talk about is about Swift 4. I think I mentioned this earlier but uh, I, there are some really exciting things coming along, and I want to talk about just one thing in particular. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Paul Hudson. He's doing an awesome job covering some of the new features with Swift 4 on his Hacking with Swift site. So uh, you can just you can actually go find out that information at hackingwithswift.com forward slash Swift 4. So uh, I'll, I'll put that link into the show notes. But um, anyway, one of the, the things that's really great that he just kind of leads off with is about the, the new protocol that is going to be in Swift 4. Swift 4 introduces a new codable protocol that lets you uh, serialize and deserialize custom data types without writing any special code. And that was a quote directly from uh, Paul Hudson. So it, it's really great because you get to see uh, how this how this particular protocol works, and one of the great things about this is that you can serialize to JSON directly. So this is uh, a big step forward. Uh, at least it appears to me on the surface. I feel like I need to do a little bit more research on this, but uh, wow, that's it's. I think it's really great that we are uh, going to be able to serialize and presumably deserialize from JSON. And so that is a big step forward for us as uh, Swift developers, and hopefully it'll make a lot of the um, the issues that we've been having uh, in the past dealing with JSON a little bit simpler, or at least a, another step forward uh, in that uh, in that way. So we're very excited about that for Swift 4. And uh, as we get a little closer to WWDC, even though it, WWDC is next week, so I don't know how much closer we can get. Um, but maybe after that, uh, after that happens, uh, I'll, for sure I will follow up after WWDC with a uh, some comments and um, whatever is being uh, uh, released, new things that are going to be happening in uh, iOS, Swift 4, those kinds of things after WWDC, and especially after the keynote. So I might do try to do a special uh, podcast 
episode then, so uh, look for it. I will try to get that recorded next week. So uh, yeah, it's an all exciting time. This is a great time to be an iOS developer, and there's a lot of exciting things happening. Um, I don't know if we're going to see any new hardware devices that we're really going to be interested in. There's been thoughts about the uh, possibly a you know like an Amazon Echo kind of advi- uh, device or a uh, Google Home, one of those kinds of uh, speakables. But I don't I, I don't know if if it is if it is released next week. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I, I, it's not something that I'm very excited about. Siri to me is not a really great way to interface with iOS, in my opinion. Um, it has so many holes in its, uh, you know, handling of things and, and its logic and stuff. So it's just, it hasn't. I haven't really found that voice activated is such a is a great thing for me personally. But I know a lot of other people have. So uh, maybe that's because I haven't really tried any of the other devices from uh, Amazon or so forth. So um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. If they do release something like that, hopefully they'll try to do it right. And uh, that's typically where Apple shines, where they're, they're they don't try to be first to market, but they do try to be best to market. So. Um, I know one of the things that I've been very excited about along those lines of uh, not necessarily first to market, but best to market is with regard to AirPods. And I know this isn't necessarily an iOS development thing, but it is a really uh, good testament to the fact that Apple is still innovating. I think they uh, are still focusing on awesome user experiences. Um, It's not always necessarily what we really want. Um, or in the in the areas that we're expecting, but in the case of AirPods, um, I have I have not found a product that I have just like um, been so uh, enamored with um, since the since receiving my my pair of AirPods. Uh, the user experience is unbelievable. The setup, the the use of them. Um, the fact that you can take an, an, one of the earpieces out and it pauses what you're listening to, this can be good and bad. Um, but uh, anyway, that, that whole just that sort of gesture of removing or putting back in the, the earpiece and, uh, and having it uh, pause, and it, it's just actually really, really awesome. Um, it's a really great product. I... Uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing what other kinds of things Apple can innovate with uh, in the future. And so maybe this um, device where you talk to it and it uses Siri or maybe a new flavor of Siri or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And then then uh, another question, of course, too, is like what uh, with regard to Siri is, are we going to see any more Siri capabilities for iOS developers? Uh, is there going to be a way for us to program or interact with this new um, speakable puck that you, uh, that you talk to and give commands to. I don't know. We'll, we will, we'll see. Um, but anyway, I just thought I'd mention too about the AirPods because, uh, they are a, it's, it actually ruins all other wireless headphones for me, um, because they are so great. And, uh, I, I don't know if the experience is, is the same, um, or worse, or or whatever, with uh, with regard to the other uh, devices that have the W1 chip, uh, such as the like, for instance, the the Beats X, 
uh, headphones and um, and Power Beats Three, I believe, is the other one. And then there's uh, Beats Solo. Uh, one of the Beats Solo uh, devices has a W1. So, uh, but what I don't know is if those behave in the same way as the the AirPods. I would assume so. Um, but it, uh, in any case, if they do, I mean, that, that would be awesome as well. So we have even more of a choice in the types of devices we can use. So um, I thought the the price for the AirPods was a little high for for wireless uh, ear earphones headphones, but um, but all in all, for what you get, that you quickly forget that uh, how much you paid for it. And I think I got them on sale too. Um, but the fact that I was able to actually find a pair was was amazing in itself. So really enjoy that uh, definite five star rating for the. Uh, for the AirPods, maybe minus minus a star or a minus a half a star, uh, because I really would like to have a volume up and down gesture on maybe on the side of the the, the earpiece. I'm not quite sure how you would do that, um, but tapping to invoke Siri I, is really not. Uh, I, I would never use that, and it, in fact, it just always annoys me when I accidentally tap my earpiece and Siri gets invoked. And I have to say, go away, Siri. So, um, anyway, so that that's uh, that's that for AirPods, great product, and not necessarily iOS development related. Uh, we have just one message from our sponsor, and that is Cloud City Development. And Cloud City is the company that I work for. We are an integrated design and development consultancy, specializing in web and mobile apps. Uh, we have experts in Ruby on Rails and iOS. And uh, so if you would like to work with me and Cloud City Development's awesome developers and designers on your next app project, uh, please let us know. Uh, if you have an app project that you're trying to get off the ground or maybe you need a backend for your web app or your mobile app and you need that to be designed or developed, uh, please contact Cloud City Development today and see how we can help you. You'll be in good hands, and uh, again, we always love working with nice people who have great ideas. And for more information and a complimentary half-hour consultation, please contact us at cloudcity.io, and we look forward to chatting with you. Also, if you would like to help keep iOS Dev Break going, there's a couple ways which you can do it. Uh, and uh, so you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash iOS devbreak. There are several levels of support from uh, that you can choose from, and they're very reasonable, and any help would be greatly appreciated. Or if you would like to sponsor, please contact me. You can contact me on Twitter at iOS devbreak. Or use my personal Twitter account name also, which is Evan K. Stone. And uh, so any, your support would be greatly appreciated. So I look forward to hearing from you. And we would really want to keep iOS Dev Break going. So thank you again for listening to this episode of iOS Dev Break. And uh, until next time, I'll catch you on the flip side.